There's a, there's people are carrying around weights. People are carrying around the burdens of life. You can let it go. You're never supposed to carry it. And the thing of it is, too, is you know you're not supposed to carry it, but you don't know how to give it up. And it's not your fault. You know why people go through some things? It's because you're the one praying for the lost like you are. It's, it's the, you're the one that's praying for the people that if, if, if you were not around, those people might not ever get prayer or find, or find the Lord or find salvation. So the enemy tries all he can to discourage you, to keep you from praying because guess what? Your prayers matter. Amen. Your prayers matter. Amen. Don't ever think that your prayers don't matter. The enemy wants to... He's like a little toddler. He wants to throw a fit in front of you so you focus on him and rather than what you've been doing is, is focusing on the Lord. Look, it's going to take a new season of prayer, of pushing in, of just getting alone with Him and realizing who He is. You can be seated. Church is not supposed to be ordinary. We're not supposed to get used to church. And like Lyle was saying earlier, you need your own relationship with Jesus. Just because your grandma prayed for you every day don't mean you're a Christian. You've got to make that decision yourself. But it's all worth it. It's all worth it. This walk, this church, it's worth it. And that's what that's what the title of the message is tonight. It's worth it. No matter what we go through, it's going to be worth it. We just have to be able to see. And that's why, look, that's why you're being fought so hard. Because you're going places not many people go. You're praying like not many people pray. You're going deep in the things of the Lord. So the enemy wants to come and discourage you any way he can. Because he don't want you going there. Because guess what? He doesn't have power if you, if you go there. He doesn't have any hold on you if you go there. If you go into the Holy of Holies, he can't go there. Be in the light, for as God is in the light. It's in First John. Start reading First John. I've been reading it the past couple days. It's it's a first and second and third John. But you know, but it's about separation. The more separation you get from this world, the less you miss of it. You really don't miss anything. And it, and it does look. The Holy of Holies requires you giving up certain things that you listen to. It requires you to give up certain things you watch, certain friends you hang out with. You're not going to go to the Holy of Holies into His presence, into His perfect will by holding on to things. You know, I just want to pray for America real quick because we have we're, we have elections coming up, right? In November. So as a church, we need to be starting to push into prayer for this, that the Lord's will be done. You know, we don't know who the Lord has in mind that He wants to put in office, but we want to pray that His perfect will be done because He sees the heart of everyone, right? I want to pray for churches to preach truth and to push back against the culture. 
I want to pray for the, the church and our leaders here to have the anointing to break the hold of the enemy has on this generation and in the churches. So let's just take a moment and just pray to, to God because he hears our prayers. Lord, Lord, we come to you, Lord. We pray over America and our upcoming elections, Lord, that, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. Lord, we submit to you, Lord, and your way of doing things. Lord, we pray over our country that our country will turn back to you, Lord. That our country will turn back to having morals, Lord. That our country will turn back to defending babies, Lord. And Lord, that our country will turn back to protecting children. Lord Jesus, if there's ever a time in history in my lifetime, it's now, Lord. We need a move of, of you. We need you to sweep through the halls of government. We need you to sweep through the halls of our universities and our middle schools and high schools, Lord. To reclaim what is yours, Heavenly Father. What is rightfully yours. Lord, we repent on behalf of America for all the things we've done. Lord, we repent on behalf for redefining marriage, Lord. Lord, we repent on behalf for all the murders, murdering babies, Lord. We repent calling it choice. We repent. Lord, we repent for all the adultery, Lord. We stand in the gap for America, Lord. Lord Jesus, we know that this is no time to play around. Those that are walking with you understand this, Lord. Lord, I pray for your church to return to you, Lord. Lord, I pray for there to be a baptism that sweeps through your church, Lord, that, that wakes preachers up to what they're preaching. There's a lot of churches in America, Lord. There's a lot of churches in Coral Springs, Lord. I pray that every church in Coral Springs is preaching truth. Lord, we're not against any of these people, Lord. We want to see them all in heaven, Lord. We pray that you will touch them, Lord. Lord, I pray over this church, Lord. I pray for protection over this church, its leaders. I pray for an even higher calling of purity in this house, Lord. Lord, we want to walk in the Holy of Holies as a church, Lord. This is where this is the only place for us to go is, is up and, and towards you. Lord, let us put away all selfish ambition, all selfish desires. Let us have a one goal in mind. That's to go after you, Lord. Lord, we pray for the anointing in this house to break the hold of the enemy, Lord. To break fear. To break people away from whatever it is they're dealing with, Lord. Fear, struggling, and drinking. A hold of lust. Adultery. Drunkenness, Lord. Alcohol. Anxiety, worry, fear. Whatever it is, Lord. We pray for the anointing, Lord. It breaks all that. You've called us to do these things, Lord. Lord, I pray that the church returns to be in the church. That we walk in purity, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I just want to talk to you about the Christian walk and why it's worth it. I want to work, uh, I want to look at the Word of God tonight and just show you that even though some of the people in the Bible suffered greatly, that it was worth it. And not only was it worth it, it's still worth it today. 
Now, you know, you might be going through something that only you think you understand. But from what I've learned from hanging out with other people is that we need to take on your burdens with you. It's not just we simply say a prayer and then we forget about it. No, we labor in prayer. We put a bracelet on our arm so every time we look at it, we're always praying for you. Whatever reminds us to pray for you. Whatever reminds us to keep laboring into prayer for each other. Because life, life is hard for people. People are always going in and out of a storm. People are dealing with things they never thought they would deal with. But I just want to talk to you tonight about whatever you're going through, if you're walking with Jesus Christ, it's worth it. I mean, we look, and Paul was called to suffer. Do we understand that? Paul was called to suffer for, for God's kingdom. From the very beginning, he was called. When we pursue Jesus, and we enter into the Holy of Holies, when we get past these things, we understand the worth. If you get through this stuff and it's easy for you, just like in life, if I get to be a CEO of a company right out of the gate, I'm not going to know what it's worth or how, how much people had to work to get there if I just inherited it that easy. No, what? I have to work my way up. It's the same way. You have to labor in prayer. You have to get in your word. You have to turn off the TV. Sit there in his presence. You know, there'll be times... When I'll be doing certain things at the house, and I'll just feel like, oh, okay, now's the time to pray. Not because I'm any, any more special than anybody. It's just I'm trying to recognize what the Lord's doing in this place and what in my heart. And, and when, he, when he calls you to pray, you pray. First, we must know that it's a Christian walk in a relationship with Jesus that we are pursuing that makes it all worth it. Denying your flesh, taking up your cross, and obeying the Lord. That's what taking up your cross means. It means you're going to crucify this life and you're going to obey the Lord the whole Bible let's look into Colossians 1 10 through 14 we see the Holy Spirit through Paul and how he lays out several key characteristics of a walk that is worthy of Christ Colossians 1 10 through 14 so that you may live a live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way Bearing fruit in every good work. Growing in the knowledge of God. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. So that you may have great endurance and patience. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you. <clears throat> Some manuscripts us to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Here are six things Paul says about a worthy walk. Walking worthy of the Lord means pursuing the goal of pleasing God in everything you do. In all areas of your life, we find this in verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. In other words, conducting your entire life with a viewpoint towards pleasing Jesus. Every area, we can't say we reserve this because my mom was like this or because my grandpa was like this. Some churches forget this. They pick and choose what they want from the Word of God. That renders the Word ineffective. 
You have a bunch of people in your church who don't grow in the Lord because they are being taught incorrectly. If we choose to leave things out, if we don't preach against against everything that the Lord calls sin, and we say, well, that's not sin today, then it becomes powerless because we're not embracing everything that God said. The second point is walking worthy of the Lord means continually bearing the right kind of fruit. That was just said. We also find this in verse 10. Being fruitful in every good work. We talk about this all the time. You must always be growing in God. We all say that. I cannot be the same Christian today that I was even six months ago. If you are continually walking with Jesus, you are continually changing to be more like him. This means you have more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, gentleness, and self-control. The third thing is walking worthy of the Lord's means continually increasing in your knowledge of God. We find that also in verse 10. The Christian needs to grow in the knowledge of God from his word for the right reasons. For the goal of a worthy walk. Not only do we do this because we want to be closer to him, we do it for the right reasons, right? We're not only going to be judged for what we did things, we're going to be judged for the motives that we did things. Because we can do things and appear to be great, but the motive can be bad. Because a worthy walk is a lifetime pursuit. Increasing your knowledge of God is also a lifetime pursuit. A Christian can never say, I know enough. I have arrived. I do not need any more. Thank you. I can rest on the knowledge I have. God always has more to teach you and I. And isn't that awesome? You can never exhaust the depths of his word. You can never know enough about your God. That excites me. Because everything in this life, you can reach the end of it. Number four, walking worthy of the Lord means continually receiving God's strength. We find that in verse 11. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. Not proceeding in our own strength, but in God's strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Paul says in Philippians 4.13. It doesn't say I can do all things through my friend who strengthens me or the person I call on the phone to strengthen me. No, it says I can do all things through Christ. And here in Colossians, the word strengthen is a passive verb. It is something God does to us and for us. Everybody in here, we all need more strength from him. We need strength to overcome. Do you know why a lot of people don't understand or don't stand up when trials of life come or when hard, or hard times come in their walk? Because they were taught a gospel of natural strength. This is another reason you have to take the whole Bible because if you just pick and choose... You won't be able to stand. Because if you're not taking the whole Bible into account, you're standing on something other than God's Word. Something man-made. 
And that's what the prosperity gospel teaches. Preacher, you told me I was going to, if I came to Jesus, I was going to get a bigger slice of the pie. No. The Bible doesn't promise us any of that. Paul says this, Galatians 1, 6 through 12. Galatians 1, 6 through 12. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the life, in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion or trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the gospel we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel other than what you've accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Jesus Christ. You can't please man and God. You can't. When I read this book, everybody was hated. Then why do we think we're going to be treated better than Jesus? Verse 11. I want you to know brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. And have you ever noticed that when you spend time in the Bible, you spend time in prayer, you can go back and read the next verse again, again and again, and like the ninth time, all of a sudden you have, your, your mind is blown that you've seen something that you've never seen before? Because your, your mind is being conditioned in the Spirit. Your mind is being conditioned about spiritual things. And the enemy wants to fight you on this. That's why when you get alone, your phone starts ringing. It's the person you haven't talked to in six months that you've called a hundred times, but they've never called you back. But they're going to call you back at that one time that you've made a decision. Oh, I remember, you know, the enemy The enemy has your whole laundry list. You just, you just ever want to remember everything you got to get done that day? Just start praying. Everything's going to come. Oh, I got to change your clothes. I got to go let the dogs out. I got a, I got a, a shirt down there. I got to pick up. I got to take my car. It's just like it's like clockwork, and it's because spending time in the Lord is powerful. The enemy doesn't want your mind to go there. Why? Because wherever your mind goes, your heart follows. Walking worthy of the Lord means that God will build patience and long suffering into your way of life. We find this also in verse 11. For all patience and long-suffering with joy. The word patience has to do with endurance, with steadfast waiting on God. The word long-suffering has to do with calmness and forbearance in the Christian life, not seeking to avenge wrongs, but to leave the outcome of all things, even the things we view as injustices, in God's hands. We don't like the word long-suffering. We don't like the word wait. We live in a society right now, if I want to order something, it's at my doorstep before I get home. I mean, we live in a society now where it's whatever you want, you can have it. Everything that God does, there's a process. If you don't need the process, it's not God. It's simple, because if I could already do it in my own natural strength, I don't have to go through the process. It wouldn't be God. 
God takes you through the process to equip you with what is needed for what you're going to encounter later. The sixth thing, walking worthy of the Lord involves continually giving joyful praise to God because of what he has done for us through Christ. Joy appears at the end of the verse 11, which connects them with patience and long-suffering. But the words also have a connection to what follows in verse 12. With joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in, in the light. The reason the Christians can praise and thank God the Father in the midst of situations that require patience and long-suffering is because what, the God, what God the Father has done to us through Christ. We have a glorious inheritance. The new heaven and the new earth. Eternal life with Christ. And the yet to be revealed glories that await us. Can we think outside of the box for a minute? Of what it's going to be like once we persevere? Once you get there. And you just break down because... It's better than what you even imagined. You don't ever have to worry again. You know, I I say this often, Lord, stamp eternity on my eyeballs because we're all going to eternity. Unfortunately, none of us here are going to escape it. But we can go to eternity with peace. If we're living right. Can you imagine when we're standing before the Lord and everything we've ever done is, is revealed? Every word that says idle word. Can you imagine the, the terror of people that don't know him? Or the people that, that he says many will say to me on that day. Didn't I cast out demons because it's not about that. It's about a relationship with him. This gospel, the gospel that we have, is always looking inward. That's why God says, deal with the plank in your, or the thing in your own eye, the plank, before you go check your brother and sister. How can I go talk to somebody about lust if I haven't dealt with lust in my own heart? How can I pray with somebody? How can I pray with somebody about stealing if if I steal, I cheat on my taxes? Look, it all matters. It all matters. You will rob yourself. If if, if you do opposite, if you're walking with the Lord and you do opposite of what the Lord says, you're just robbing yourself. You're not hurting God in the fact that he wants to give you blessings. He does everything. This word is for our protection. And it's not because he doesn't want us to have fun. But if we can just think about eternity and you can think about the glories that way, if you have loved ones that have passed on, you're going to see them again. You're going to be reunited with them forever. This is why it didn't matter what Paul went through. He understood that he must suffer for the sake of the gospel. Why did Paul do this? Because it was and it still is worth it. 
Nothing's changed from the book of Acts to now. We have to have the same passion to serve him. You know, and that's why we need to be careful about what we do. Everything that we do, we just need to make sure is this glorifying Jesus. 1 Timothy 3, 10-17 You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, suffering. What kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Lystra, Econum, the persecutions I endured? Yet the Lord rescued me from them all. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convicted of. Because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed. And is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the servant of God, or that you, a man of God, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. No matter, if the enemy's telling you you're not saved, you need to start thanking God because you are saved. There's no reason to tell somebody that's not saved they're not saved. That, that's saved, that they're not saved. If the enemy's putting fear in your mind, start thanking the Lord. Because you've overcome all this stuff. It's all tactics. It's just all smoking, what do they call it, smoking mirrors? Because if you go into the Holy of Holies, you're going to be met with resistance before you get there. You can't just walk right in. It requires sacrifice. Here are some of the people who thought God's word and walk was worth it. John the Baptist, we know he was beheaded. Stephen was stoned to death. Peter was crucified upside down on a cross. Andrew was crucified on the cross that had a shape of an X. He was not nailed to the cross, but was tied. It took several days before he died. It is said that he preached while hanging on the cross. What did he know? Think about that. He's like, I'm going to get some last sermons in before I go. Because I know what's waiting on me. James, the son of Zebedee. James died after he was beheaded by King Herod, who launched a new persecution of Christians. He was the first martyr from among the twelve apostles. Philip died in Turkey by hanging. Nathaniel Bartholomew. It is believed that he had ministered in Armenia and was filleted to death with knives in India. Matthew died a martyr's death in Ethiopia. Thomas was believed to have been killed with a spear. James, son of Alphaeus, tradition says that he was crucified in Lower Egypt and then sawed in pieces. Thaddeus was, mur was martyred in Persia. He died of arrows. Simon the Zealot was crucified. It is believed that he ministered together with Thaddeus. This is what Paul went through in 2 Corinthians. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. 
I spent a night and a day in open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. I have labored and toiled and I've gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of concern for all my churches. Who was weak, and I do not feel weak. Who was led into sin, and I do not inwardly burn. If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. A God and Father of the Lord Jesus, who be praised forever, knows that I am not lying. What I see today is Christian leaders that are selling a gospel as a way to escape pain and suffering. We're not promised that. Do you think those that are closest to Jesus, think about it, not one of them recanted. I said, oh, that's not, that's not, he, he didn't really mean all that. No, they all were willing to die into the death. Why? Because they, it was worth it. Like the guy that finds the field and he sells everything he has to own the field. There's something in the church today that we're missing. I don't know if it's just we're so distracted with we got to this, 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 and this. We got to sing six songs. Holy Spirit, make sure you're done by 12. Like when God's just saying, just wait. Just spend time in my presence. You know that load that you have on your life? I want to take it off of you. But we give up right before our breakthroughs come. Why? Because we're expecting an answer when we're expecting an answer. They realized it was about advancing God's kingdom. And it's about, it's about changing us. The Bible never says I won't have any problems. I mean, if you just listen to Paul, I know a lot of Christians today that probably would have said, is he even saved? Because he went through all that. Look, we're going to go through things. Everybody here is going to go through things. But the promises we have is I'll never leave you nor forsake you. If you finish the race, if you endure, you get the prize. I want all of us to endure. It's easy serving Jesus when we're young and in our 20s and everything is going our way. But when life happens, it's harder to serve Jesus. But it's worth it. That's what I want you to take in your heart tonight. Everything you're going through, it's worth it. If you're truly walking with Jesus. Lord, what do I need to learn during this time? What are you trying to teach me, Lord? If you can really hold on to the fact that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, and you just hold on to that. Whenever you're going through it, you don't understand, and you're at the end of your rope, you just hold on to Jesus. Because he, that's exactly what he's wanting you to do. 
You don't need to know all the answers. You don't need to know. You don't need five steps. You don't need to get the. You don't need to go to the Christian bookstore and grab one of those books that says how to be a better person. You need a good old down on your face, crying out to the Lord, "Save me, help me, thank you, Lord, intervene in this." That's who we serve. You have a father that's willing to pour out his blessings on everybody, but blessings doesn't always mean financial. That's what we want it to be. The American church has made blessings into mean money only. Blessing can be going to bed at night with total peace when your world around you is falling apart. But you know who's holding that world together. Well, if I go down, Lord's got it. If we live our lives, how, how frustrating would that be to the enemy? He would quit. He might leave you alone. It doesn't matter what I do to this person. They just go to sleep like nothing's going on. Why? Because they're believing the Word of God. It's so easy to get locked up in our own, in our own thoughts. It's so easy to put so much pressure on yourself because you said something wrong or you did something wrong. But that's not even the point. The point is, I've said this over and over again, when you're walking with Christ, you know when you've done wrong, you repent from it, and you pick yourself up, and you move on. But guess what? You're always picking yourself up in Christ. You haven't given in to the sin. You haven't said, well, I guess this is how it is, and I'm just going to give in to it. But it's not a license to sin. The Bible never says that I won't have any problems. It does say, give the Lord your problems. Dixon, come on up. The goal of this church is to serve Jesus faithfully. The goal of this church, of these of the pastors of this church, is not, no no agenda of our own. The agenda of the Holy Spirit. It sounds good, but I, I truly want that. There's no power in anything else. Me getting up here, not living right, saying a couple inspirational words to you has no power. You're still going to go home miserable in your sin. But if you encounter God and His Word, you understand that He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And if you understand to give Him your burdens, let not your hearts be troubled. Because you believe in Jesus, believe, believe in God, believe also in me. You really start saying the verses over your life. Look, we all go through days where we're sad. Lust comes to every mind. Pride, anger. Nobody's perfect in this life. But the difference is you don't, like I heard Billy Graham say, a bird flies by your head, but you can decide where it puts up a nest. We walk with Him, and you make that you, you you make that decision in your heart that you won't be moved. Lord, I know. Look, and then you get alone with Him. Lord, I'm struggling today. I know you said you'll never leave me or forsake me, Lord, but I feel alone today. You start pouring out your heart like that to the Lord, and watch how peace comes in. Lord, I know you said. I know what these people are saying in my life. They're speaking into my life, Lord. But Lord, I know what your word says. 
Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing. Start saying that over your problems. Start saying that over your conditions. If the enemy knows if he can take you out, then maybe none of your family would get saved. God's not making them. He's making you. And look, people are going to say a whole lot of things about a lot of things. But you just say, God bless you and you keep moving. You don't have to defend yourself. Let God defend you. Let's all stand. Let's just come down here and let's just pray to finish this race. And let, let, let us see the worth. Let us all see the worth. Where's this couple of us down here? Come on up. It's good to be together with everyone. The name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, I pray that we see the word. I pray everyone here finishes the race strong. I pray that everybody here is running the race as to get the prize. I rebuke loneliness. I rebuke the lies of the enemy. I plead the blood of Jesus over everybody's life here tonight. I plead the blood of Jesus. I rebuke the attacks of the enemy on your life in Jesus' name.